Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Church History Podcast. Yes, it is the Church History Podcast. It has been like... This is a terrible drum roll. Hold on. Oh, oh my gosh. It has been... It has been a minute, all right? I think it's been like actually like three months, and I'm sorry. The last church history podcast that I brought to you so graciously was the story of the Roman Emperor Nero. If you haven't heard that, you can go back and you can listen to it on any of the platforms that you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all that jazz. You can find stuff. And I encourage you to subscribe to the show, um, listen to it, go back and listen to stuff. I promise there's really great stuff. Anytime I bring a podcast, it's because I've I've studied this, all right? I've studied it, and I want you to hear what uh, I've come up with because I think it's interesting, all right? This is not my job, all right? I don't get paid to do this, um, so I want you to know what's going on. That's kind of a thing. Even though I am not getting paid, it has been exciting to see how, so, how many, I'm sorry, how many of you have shared the podcast, listen to the podcast. Our downloads increase. Um, a couple months ago was our highest download of a month in two years, and which is when we actually started the podcast. Awesome. Hundreds and hundreds of people are downloading these podcasts and listening to them. That is great. So share them, listen to them. It's interesting, I think. Now, you can also email me at church.ahistory at gmail.com. That's church.ahistory at gmail dot com questions comments i have an email i'm actually backed up a little bit there's an email that i'm writing to somebody right now um i won't say your name on the air here but it was a great email pretty critical of what i said um but in a really good way i mean it made me think through um was i were were my conclusions right in the podcast they were uh, referring to I think they were in most senses of the word, but I think there's also some room for error as well. Um, so I'm writing back to you, and I'm, I'm backed up a little bit. Now about, I don't know, six months ago, I had somebody helping me with um, emails, and then they um, had to do something else. Um, they had a baby, actually. So I had a baby, and she's now not able to help me with that anymore. So anyway, I'll do as I can. I am also uh, have other stuff going on in my life. Um, so what we're going to talk about today... Oh, yeah. What was the email again? Church.ahistory at gmail.com. Email me. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, yeah. The Apostles. Fact and fiction. The Apostles, Fact and Fiction. I'm not saying this will be the longest podcast, but it will be packed with some good stuff, I think. All right. So, the Apostles. Now, the Apostles were those who either walked with Jesus, all right, so the ones that were actually with him, or the ones that Jesus appeared to, like Paul, for example, with Saul, he turned him into Paul, then Paul wrote a lot of the letters that we have following the Gospels in the New Testament. They're called the Apostles. And what I want to talk about is kind of like post-Bible, so post the book of Acts, really, because what we have in the in, in the New Testament is we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those, those Gospels, those are good news. It is the um, story of Jesus, his life, death, resurrection. We have the book of Acts that's also written by the same Luke that wrote 
Luke, the gospel. Luke just kind of, it's like part two, the saga continues. Um, and after uh, th- that book of Acts is in there, you have all these stories, uh, stories. I'm sorry, man, what's going on? I need, um, where's, let me have some water. My apologies. All right, so after the Gospels, you have the book of Acts, and <clears throat> the book of Acts tracks what happens after Jesus goes to heaven. So the, 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 the apostles, the missionaries going out, starting churches, the church in Jerusalem. The first part of Acts is the church of Jerusalem that's growing, and, and some of the um, trials, tribulations that they have, the theological controversies. Um, should um, Gentiles also be circumcised in order to be Christians? Yada, yada, Passover, what does this mean? What does this look like? So the emergence of uh, Christianity out from uh, a Jewish context into kind of a worldwide context, all right? And, and actually, through the course of the book of Acts, we see it goes not worldwide, but it goes fast. It starts to move quickly. Um, I've heard um, pastors always used to say that that the Romans, the Roman roads were put in place for such a time um, as this so that the gospel can can move throughout the Roman Empire quickly and, and get the story of Jesus out. Um, so, after the book of Acts, you have letters that are written to the churches that have been planted, um, Colossians, Ephesians. You have a couple letters that are written from Paul to individuals, like um, um, the book of Timothy, First and Second Timothy, to Titus. And we also have some prophecy as well. The last book of the Bible is Revelation that is written by a, an apostle. An apostle, and let's see a little bit about him. Uh, by the name John. Um, and so what's happening is after the Bible concludes, um, it kind of points to the future of Jesus coming back. And after it concludes, the church continues to grow and continues to go out. And it grows out, like I said, like wildfire everywhere from India to Africa, to Rome, to Spain, to all these different places. And it continues to go. And the apostles are the ones primarily that are leading the charge that we know of because they're kind of like celebrities and they're famous in the church. Doesn't mean the apostles are the only ones that are doing this kind of thing, the ones that have walked with Jesus in the flesh, but it does mean that they are extremely important, which makes sense because they are in those stories and they were there when Jesus was doing things. So what I have been interested in lately is what happened to them? All right, so what happened to these apostles? Because there's all different stories. I mean, you can you 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 can literally go throughout Europe, throughout um, Eastern Europe. You can go th- Western, Eastern Europe. You can go throughout portions of Russia. You can go into in, there's there's still places in India where there's these churches that are built um, for sure in Jerusalem as well. There's these, these churches or these sites that are built where it's like. Here's the finger of of uh, John, and and here's the um, I'm joking obviously a little bit, but here's the earlobe of Thomas, and here's the this and that, and what we see is clearly the church was quick to embrace these people for probably a couple different reasons. They wanted to literally get parts of their body um, to bring, number one, hate to say it like this, but tourists to come and see. We've got the Apostle John here. This is where he's at, where he's buried, um, and come see what's going on and see what he's all about and, and, and whatever, eat in the food court, have Sbarro's pizza. That's a joke. But, you know, come and see what is happening. Um, 
And there is also so that's kind of like the the commercial side. Of it. Then it, there was also the um, the actual theological side that that it just it brought legitimacy to these areas. So you have all kinds of cities kind of claiming these apostles. And then you just have myths about what happened. You know, well, this apostle was fallen into, and this apostle um, died like this, and this apostle died like this. And I've actually, again, I've heard um, guys just go on riffs where they'll say, well, this apostle had this done, and this, this one died this way, and this one died this way. And the truth is that we know some of that, but we don't know as much as we think we do, all right? And that's something I think it bothers me. I don't know if it bothers you, but that kind of thing bothers me when there's this kind of like, we're very clear about this, but in actuality, we have no clarity per se that this is actually what happened. The, the most famous, I think, of the uh, apostles, Paul is up there as well, but as, as far as where he is, where his body is, is Peter. You know, there has been um, tradition tells us that Peter's buried. Peter died in Rome, all right? And, and P- St. Peter's Basilica, uh, the Catholic uh, f- the, the Catholic structure that's that's there represents this is where, where Peter has died. And that's probably the, the, if you've heard of this kind of thing taking place, that's, that's the biggest. So, um, what I want to do is I want to look at kind of like the New Testament and then also uh, some of what I've learned looking into this that might um, surprise you. And and then also uh, maybe just, you know, um, get some questions in about, oh, I didn't know that, or maybe, maybe you have some uh, answers for me. So, uh, I mean, the New Testament uh, gives really no indication to what happens with most of the apostles. All right, so when I'm talking about the apostles, if, if you're thinking the 12 disciples and then minus Judas, right, because he killed himself after he um, turned, you know, Jesus in, if you're talking about them, most of them, we have no idea what happened with them. We can assume, I guess, that they were kind of important because of the role that they played. Jesus picked them, and, and Jesus obviously challenges the New Testament that they're going to be leaders, but we don't have indication of that. Um, now, the book of Acts tells of the death of James, the brother of John. So he is like one of the the, the inner circle guys. Um uh, but that but that very book, after following Paul's career for a number of years, abruptly leaves him while preaching in Rome and awaiting trial. So um, Acts, basically, he follows it, he, it follows Paul throughout Paul's career of, of teaching and, and planting churches. And then it just kind of like leaves him awaiting trial. And we don't have this moment in the book of Acts where Paul actually heads to the guillotine. That wouldn't be created uh, or invented for many, many years. But but they were beheading people. And that's a tradition where, again, that probably is what happened to Paul. Um, There's not a moment where that's in there. So what became of Paul, Peter, and the other apostles? You know, um, from a very early date, traditions began to appear claiming that one or another of them had preached in a particular region or had suffered martyrdom in one way or the other, like kind of like we were talking about. But most of these traditions, um, we don't really have an indication that they're necessarily true, all right? So um, we just don't we, we, we just don't know, all right? So uh, of all these traditions, the most trustworthy is the one that affirms that Peter was in Rome, all right? So Peter, we can kind of get into that a little bit. Um, Peter, we, we do 
Um, that's probably we can latch onto that and say that he was in Rome and he suffered martyrdom in Rome during Nero's persecution. And we talked about that actually last time in the last podcast. Um, now, but even on these points, there's been writers um, in the first and second uh, centuries that that agree with this, but also there's a few that aren't completely um, uh, sure. Now, we also have writings that we're told that, that Peter was uh, crucified. Uh, according to one version, it was upside down, and this seems to be implied by the otherwise obscure words that we see in John 21, 18 through 19 of things that are to come. So um, that's why you've probably, maybe you've heard that uh, Peter was um, crucified upside down. Why? Because he didn't want to be crucified right side up because that's how Jesus was. But Paul, who I would say is probably the next in line as far as like the most uh, the most famous one um, is it's a little bit more complex with him. Like I said, the book of Acts leaves him while preached in Rome. Um, now, ancient writers agree that he did die in Rome. So if you get into ancient writings, usually you will find that, yes, um, he did die in Rome. And where we get the fact that he would have died being beheaded instead of being crucified is because we knew that um, Paul was a Roman citizen. So what that means is when execution would happen, especially if it were something like um, uh, a persecution situation, um, a Roman citizen, although they were Roman citizens, especially as persecutions went on, they were thrown to lions and those types of things as well. Um, Paul um, got out of that probably and was beheaded, um, which was a more humane way of being executed than to be kind of like um, a non-citizen or even a slave who would be uh, killed in a different way. So that's why we hear that. But some uh, writers and some things that we've read and we've seen say that he undertook some other journeys and and went other places that are not mentioned in the book of Acts, which makes sense because it's not like we're going to have every single thing that ever happened in the Bible. Um, I forget what what gospel it is, but the end of one gospel, maybe Luke, oh, I should not even say that because I, I know it's probably wrong, says it, the, the writer basically says, look, it, there's a lot of other stuff. All right, I can't get can't get it all in. All right, people can't get it all in. All right, so um, there's a lot of other stuff, and what we're seeing here is that there's other writings um, that say that there's journeys they took that aren't mentioned in Acts, including one to Spain. Um, some have actually tried to join these uh, two traditions um, by him being killed in Rome and going to. Spain by uh, saying basically that Paul went to Spain between the end of Acts and also um, the the persecution by Nero. So they're kind of trying to make this work. Um, but no matter what, it, it, between the, we have some difficulties here if we look at everything and we try to line it up. There's some details that are missing. Um, so at best, all that we can be all that can be said is that um, nothing is known for certain between the end of the Book of Acts and Paul's death during the reign of Nero. So there's there's time, all right. So we know that there's trial, all right. So we're, we're Paul's left with the trial, and then um, and then the Book of Acts stops, and then we are also assuming that you know we can put things together and say he died in rome under nero probably being beheaded but was there a lot of, did he 
Was there a time where he got out? Like all throughout the book of Acts, he's put on trial. He's put into jail. He's all kinds of things, shipwrecked. There's, you know, he has that famous passage where he talks about all this stuff. Um, and then he gets back on trial. So, you know, was was he on trial? And then he, he got off and then he went to Spain and then he came back, which is what some of these writers are suggesting. And then he was killed or did he go directly from... Um, the book of Acts, the end of the book of Acts into the, uh, a place where his head was cut off or did he have years or minutes or hours? We don't know. And I don't know how important that is, but it's just important to know that there was a lot that was going on that we may not have a complete grasp of. So, um, it's okay to not say we have every minute labeled of what goes down. Now let's talk about John. All right. Actually, there's two Johns we'll talk about. Let's talk about two Johns. Sounds like a song. Talk about two Johns. The task of reconstructing John's time following um, the book of Acts um, is complicated as well. But I find this actually the most interesting. It's complicated by the frequency with which the name John appears in early records. Because everybody's writing letters and like that's what's happening, and and the and John is just showing up. So, as if you read the Bible, what it's easy to do with names like Simon is one, or um, there's there's a few others. I'm I'm blanking out, but so it's like you read the book of John. James is another one. There's James, the brother of Zebedee, and there's also James, the brother of Jesus, and and they're different people. And one was one James was the um, in charge of the church in Jerusalem after Jesus Jesus goes to heaven, the other guy was not, you know. So, um, but here's the thing: like, there's all these Johns, so it makes it difficult. So sometimes we think there's a John who's the gospel writer. There's a John who who's uh, writes Revelation at the end of the Bible. There's a John who does this. There's John who does, and um, there's First John, Second, Third John, and are these? This is all the same guy, right? Of course it is, right? Matt, is it not? Well. It's it's makes it difficult because his name keeps coming up. There's an ancient tradition that claims that John was killed in a pot of boiling oil. That's fun. So like um, um, ramen noodles. Terrible joke. Sorry. Um, but the book of Revelation places John at the same time in exile in the island of Patmos. Patmos. Um, what what was? Uh, oh, why am I thinking about this? Um, what was Anakin Skywalker? What what was the his wife? What is his wife's name? Um, Padma. Not the same thing. Made me think of it though. Another very trustworthy tradition uh, speaks of John as a teacher in Ephesus. Okay, so uh, where did he die? Um, around where he died. I'm sorry. Um, he was a teacher in Ephesus where he died around the year 100. All right, that'd be interesting to die around the year 100. Um, all this indicates that there were at least two people with the same name, at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking the Roman Empire, so there were, there's thousands and thousands of Johns, right? But but what we're seeing here is that we have to be careful. Um, and tradition tends to confuse these people. Um, a, second, uh, a second century Christian writer, uh, Papias, affirms actually, this is an actual from the mouth of Papias uh, affirms that there were indeed two persons in the name of uh, by the name of John in the early church, one the apostle and the other the elder at Ephesus, who received 
vis the visions on Patmos. All right, let me read that again. That's kind of interesting. Um, this quote comes directly from Eusto uh, Gonzalez. He says this. He says, uh, a second century writer, Papias, affirms that there were indeed two persons by the name of John in the early church, one the apostle and the other an elder of Ephesus who received visions on Patmos. So the elder was the one that received, was put on Patmos, kind of the... Um, Napoleon put on an island to kind of, I don't know if you know the story of Napoleon, Napoleon's put on Elba. I go on such rabbit trails. Um, if you don't know anything about uh, Napoleon, Napoleon the Great, French conqueror, um, eventually Europe got their stuff together uh, and they put him on this island of Elba so he wouldn't come back and um, he kept coming back and, and taking over Europe. Um, so this guy here, this John, the John not, the, not the apostle, Okay, so not the apostle, not the one who wrote the book, John, but this apostle, this this teacher and elder in Ephesus, which is a church that um, Ephesians, okay, that's a church that gets that letter from Paul. Um, he is the one that gets the visions at Patmos. All right, so keep so so again, let, let me be clear. So the John that writes the John. Gospel of John is not the John that writes Revelation, that John. These are two separate Johns, okay? Um, so either way, that's a good example of that. But again, um, late in the second century, a development took place that greatly hinders the task of historians to seek and discern the, la the latter-like career of the apostles. Um, the churches in every important city um, began claiming apostolic origins. That's kind of what I was talking about before. And in its rivalry with, with Rome, Antioch, the Church of Alexandria felt the need to have a founder with its apostolic connections. And thus the tradition appeared that St. Mark had founded the church there. So here we go. Here's the first kind of like offshoot of first century we have the, the kind of like what happened with the apostles, kind of where they died, where they came from. Um, as we get into the second century, we start seeing that um, cities and churches wanted to cl lay claim to specific apostles that were with Jesus because it brought more um, prestige uh, to their to their uh, uh, um, to their cities and, and their churches. All right, it's going to kind of connected together. You didn't have like. First, second, third Baptist, Presbyterian, blah 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 of Alexander. You had one Christian church, all right. So, so there was it was all tied together. That the whole um, the whole culture was tied together, and so what Alexandria did was as they began to kind of grow and 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 they were already they were always an important city, but they wanted their um, they wanted their apostles. So they said that Saint Mark had actually the from the Matthew, Mark of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had founded the church there um, with zero evidence that he did that, um, so that they could have a draw. And also Constantinople, they came next. Um, they were at this point the capital city of the empire. Um, you know, Constantine uh, had actually moved the empire from um, Rome, the, the empire capital from Rome to Constantinople. Um, and well, he named it Constantinople. He kind of built this city out, and it needed its 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 church. Um, so they said that Philip was um, had preached there, and in Byzantium, 
Byzantium was uh, um, the city that was also connected there. So, um, and this is so. Let me let me go back so everybody understands. Byzantium is the um, the kind of the ancient site, okay, where Constantinople would later be built. Um, so what they were saying is that Philip had preached and kind of started a church in Byzantium, so Constantinople naturally could also say this was part of our um, our our group, and. And this this kind of continued to go on, and there are other traditions that um, just kind of re- regarding these these activities that it's it's good to to know, um, not because they're true, but because this is kind of what was happening at the time, and they're significant. Um, there were uh, th- there were traditions in, in Spain and in, in India um, that kind of latched on to both Paul and, 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 and Peter Christians in Spain had, had claimed that, that their land was evangelized by not only Paul, but also by James and, and by envoys sent by Peter. How do they know that? Eh, nobody knows, but, but it's important, you know, um, the, then we have the lead, we have a legend regarding Peter's missionaries, um, to Spain, um, first in, uh, appeared first in the fifth century, but it is it was not as influential that James visit was um, was to the country. So James, he was the big deal there. and that or originated over the course of three centuries. so they, this became just how it worked. And then on, on, on as all this was taking place, we see that the um, the churches and the cities all over began to take into um, this uh, idea that they began to take in this idea that we all need an apostle, um, and this is not necessarily um, great. Um, there is also the tradition that claims that Thomas visited India. I find this interesting because it's India, um, and. <laughs> This this tradition that claims Thomas visited India um, leaves historians a little bit like what I, I don't know about about this. It appears for the first time in the Acts of Thomas, so that's where we see if Acts of Thomas is. You can look Google that. You can find the document. It's it wasn't put into the canon of of our Bible for a lot of reasons, um, not to least of which is it has errors against itself within itself, but. In that, we have this trip to India, which may have been written as early as the end of the 2nd century, but already it is um, embellished with legendary tales that make the, the entire account suspicious. We are told that an Indian king okay, was seeking an architect to build a palace. So there's Thomas. This is a for real story that is still told to some degree. It's No, it, it is still told. It's still told to some degree, but uh, um, there's this Indian king, and Thomas is walking around or floating around or whatever in the gospel Acts of Thomas. He does a lot of crazy stuff, um, and he's looking for an architect to build a palace. And that Thomas, um, and that Thomas, who was no ar- architect, offered himself for the job. When the king found that Thomas, I'm, I'm reading this out, Acts of Thomas, when the king found that Thomas was giving to the poor all the money allotted for the construction of the palace, he had the apostle put in prison. Mm, this sounds... First of all, this is just weird. This is a weird story. So this king is like, you should build this 
why? Why him? Because, I don't know, because he's got to get in this story. He gives them all this money, and what does Thomas do? Gives it to poor people, and then he's thrown in prison. And this is, you know. Um, but then the king's brother, um, Gad, is his name, died and came back from the dead. It's kind of a fun story, actually. Not true at all, but it is fun. Upon his return, he told his brother of the magnificent heavenly place that he had seen, which was being built through Thomas's gifts to the poor. Okay, here we go. The king was then converted and baptized, and Thomas moved on to other parts of India until he died as a martyr. Big turnaround, big story. Um, there is, uh, there's, you know, some people don't like these types of discussions. I know you, the Bible is the word of God. I, I obviously read the Bible. That's what's there. Um, but there are some really interesting um, things that float around in those first and second centuries that are like stuff that may or may not have come from people that were around Jesus. They may not be accurate, but they're interesting. The Gospel of Thomas is a good one. Um, if you want to have, they almost read like uh, some Greek mythology. Um, but anyway, historians found that much of this legend is questionable, obviously, and is often discarded and is fictitious um, for history. For their for this this kind of stuff this kind of this story has no um, there's nothing that we can point to to say this this ever happened. Uh, this coupled with the undeniable antiquity of Christianity in um, India, and with the fact that at the time there was significant trade between India and the Near East, makes it more difficult to reject categorically the possibility that Thomas may have visited that land. And that the story may have embellished with all kings, all the king, all kinds of legendary uh, details. All right, um, and we see this. And in any case, it is significant that, f that from a relatively early date, there was a church in India, and that this church had long claimed Thomas as its founder. So, it's not that he wasn't a part of the founding of this. It's just that to embellish it and make it all supernatural and crazy and huge and and um, it, already we start to find what the church loves to do and and, I, and, and I'm going to come right right back to that and, and what we see basically is that um, in in some apostles Peter John Paul we, we have a pretty good idea of what they did where they traveled all that kind of stuff um, but with the other ones, we, we, you know, we really don't. We, we, we really don't. We have some legends. We have some maybe this is what happened. Maybe it's not what happened. But let me tie what I was just talking to you about. And um, I uh, got uh, – man, this was um, – I will tell you this. The church – churches – tend to it's, i'm gonna say this and it's it's it may it might bother you um this would be me observing like even outside if i wasn't a christian which i am but if i wasn't a christian um man yeah yusuf gonzalez did a great job on this uh uh this topic you need to look that up with this topic um tonight um i i will tell you uh um mark uh I'll give you my list of the guys I read for this. But, you know, I, I here's the thing. Church Christians, it's like they're it's it's like they think they need more than just Jesus. 
He's like, he's not enough. Like for a church, it's not like Jesus is not enough, man. He is not enough, dude. We we need, we need, we, we can't just have a church that started because there's a guy that less than a hundred years ago, literally rose from the, less than 50 years ago, rose from the dead and went to heaven. And we have people that have met with us that saw it happen. That's not enough. No, no, we, we've got to, as time goes on, that story's not enough. We got to, we got to take apostles and say, well, they founded us and, and, and we've got their body here, um, uh, uh, you know, buried under our church, or, or you know, Thomas came here and he hung out with our king and 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 built a imaginary crazy uh, spirit place and, and and all this kind of stuff. And and I just think it's interesting because it doesn't matter if it's first, second century. And I know I hate jumping all the way up to us because it feels like it's making a connection from way too far out instead of connecting dots but i don't have all night so i'll tell you this that churches still do that it's like it's not enough we need this it's not a it's it's not enough we need we need we need this person here we need this personality here we need to push this we need to push this um, we need to be talking about this type of thing um, get on a church's website what is this church about well i, I don't see anything honestly I, I i what the pastor is preaching on i know who the pastor is i know who the worship leader is i i know their logo i know all this stuff i know what city they're in i know their story of how they grew i know the, all this kind of stuff but what i don't see is right up front something about Jesus and and this is what starts happening and what we see is as centuries continue um, you know we have there's been a podcast that I did Council of Nicaea 314 um, a couple other things that are 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 on are gonna move into we're gonna move into as or you're gonna move into as you steady from uh, the the years we talked about tonight um, but what you'll find is that as the Catholic Church grows, which means just the universal church as it grows, universal before the um, Protestant Reformation, 1517, um, as it grows, um, the churches become obsessed, obsessed with relics is what they call them, um, where it's this is a cloth that, that Mary sat on, or this is a pillow that Jesus laid on, or this is a stone that Peter threw, or this is a... There is an obsession with the things of this world that help them remember Jesus to the point where it becomes about that instead of Jesus. And it's crazy. And when um, Luther shows up and he shakes things up in 1517 and, and, and that continues to happen, um, it's all about guys. It's, we're we're paying we're paying money for our salvation. We're we're you know we're paying money to go see saints and and we're we're putting you know um, uh, stained glass you know stuff up. Like we're doing. We're it's all about religion and we need to get back, back to faith by faith alone and sola scriptura and, and 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 all this kind of stuff. And then it doesn't take long before the Protestants begin doing the same thing. And my question for Christians is, why is Jesus not enough for the church? Why is he not enough? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So tonight we talk about the apostles, fact and fiction, fact and fiction, you know, and um, Peter, uh, uh, James, uh, Peter, John, Paul, Peter, Peter, John, Paul, John, Paul, there's a historical figure that's in my mind right now. Peter, John, Paul were pretty, well, the Johns. We know Peter probably was um, uh, crucified. 
Paul probably beheaded. We don't know how. We know it was after Acts, the end of Acts. It could have been a longer after or not as long, but it was, it was after. Um, and then we have John. We have John who was the apostle who died, and we don't really know how he died. We we have some people say he died in a bo- boiling water like uh, ramen noodles. Um, and then there's uh, the the John, the teacher and elder in Ephesus who was sent to Patmos who wrote Revelation. And then we saw that we had these kind of crazy um, Thomas and then Alexander says, Alexander says we need Mark and we need, and I'm not saying those things aren't true. My point tonight was to say that there is fact, there is fiction, but really what matters is Jesus, all right? Where these guys ended up to them didn't matter as much as how they preached and what they preached about. So with that said, have a great evening. I promise, I say this every time, I promise it won't be so long before I give you another uh, church history podcast. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. And if you want to email me, you can at church.ahistory at gmail.com, church.ahistory at gmail.com. Peace.